It's game day, Tampa Bay. You're listening to Lightning Power Play Live. Left circle, Stamkos. Holds, holds, shoots, scores! Stamkos! Again! The latest Lightning news, interviews, and more. Wow. With your host, Greg Linelli. That's great, folks. That's great right there. On Lightning Power Play. I don't think anybody envisioned December 23rd, before the season started, that Tampa Bay, A, would not be in a playoff picture, and B, would have a very big stretch coming up that may determine the fate of their season. Starting tonight, the Lightning have six games against Atlantic Division foes. You want to make up ground in a big way. You want to be one of the top three teams in the Atlantic Division. You've got to win more than you lose during this time. And again, you hate to talk about must-win games for Tampa Bay, but when you're basically a 500 team towards the end of December, these games are very big. During the pregame, we're going to be listening to some sound bites from coaches and players from earlier today. And the way they talk about the game tonight and this upcoming stretch for me is pretty alarming. They understand that in some ways this is going to make or break their season. Could the Lightning lose four out of the six games coming up here and still make the playoffs? Sure. Anything can happen, especially after what we saw last year with the St. Louis Blues. But it's going to be very hard to do. I've told you on my show over the last three months that I was going to reserve judgments And I was going to have some patience when a lot of fans and analysts were saying this isn't a playoff team. But for me, I'm going to make my judgment or give you a better opinion once these six games are concluded. If Tampa Bay wins more than they lose, they secure a playoff spot, and I don't think they relinquish it. Because if they play well, that signals to me that Tampa Bay has found their game and maybe, just maybe, they can go on a run. But it needs to start tonight against the team that's ahead of them in the standings. And if that doesn't get them motivated to get on a hot streak, I'm not sure what will. 34 games in is enough time for the Tampa Bay Lightning to figure some things out and to make adjustments. No longer should we be hearing about playing well, but still losing. You know who says that? Teams that have never won before. Teams that are trying to gain confidence artificially. The Tampa Bay Lightning have been one of the best teams in the National Hockey League over the last five years. Getting try-hard points and understanding that they've been close but haven't pulled anything out doesn't exude confidence in anybody. This is a result-driven business. The Tampa Bay Lightning understand that. They've been up and down this year, and the record reflects that. But if they want to make a run into the playoffs, and if they want to be considered one of the best teams in the league, these next six games, starting tonight, will go a big way in determining how this all unfolds. 
I'm anxious to see how they perform. I think they perform well. I think there's another gear or two this team can get to. Sure, they've been close. Hasn't been good enough. But you have to start somewhere. Because if you don't, you are going to be left behind. And as we sit here today, it appears the Atlantic Division would only get three teams in the playoffs. So if you factor in all of this, the Tampa Bay Lightning have to have their eyes set on tracking down the Florida Panthers. Boston is playing pretty well this year. They got off to a really big start. They're in first place in the Atlantic. The Toronto Maple Leafs, even though they've played four more games than Tampa Bay, have won five in a row. Maybe they're starting to figure some things out. But there are the Florida Panthers. Tampa Bay's got a couple of games in hand. They're three points out of third place. You win tonight, it's a four-point swing, and there you go. But I think for everybody involved, and the players understand this, saying things like, we're close, we're playing the right way, really falls on deaf ears. It falls on deaf ears to a fan base that has supported this team over the last five years when they were winning playoff games and getting the Eastern Conference Finals. And I think the players understand that. They expect better. And I would be very shocked if Tampa Bay doesn't come out with an intensity that we haven't seen so far this year. It's got to start at some point. And for the Tampa Bay Lightning, you're hoping it starts against the Panthers. It is Lightning Power Play Live. Glad you're with us here on a Monday, a couple of days before Christmas. A lot of you making your arrangements to be with family and friends, and we're glad you found us here on Lightning Power Play. As we said, one more game before the break, and it's a big one, and we have you covered throughout. Coming up in just a little bit, the beat reporter for the Tampa Bay Lightning, Brian Burns. He'll join me. I can pretty much say that Burns is going to say this is a must-win game. I think most people that follow the team will probably say that. But for me, the bigger picture is, what do you do in these six games? I think you go 4-2. and two, There's a really good chance you're in the top three in the Atlantic. You go 2-4, and four, well, I don't even want to go there. And that probably means Tampa Bay is not in a good position. And when that happens, let's face it, bad things usually occur. Then coming up at 6 o'clock from the Athletic, George Richards. We'll talk to George about the Florida Panthers. It's interesting, if you talk to some people from Florida, I think they look at this game as a must-win. Think about it from the Panthers' perspective. They've won three in a row. Sergei Bobrovsky's playing at an elite level. And they were three points ahead of Tampa Bay in the standings. This is a four-point game for them as well. They win tonight. They gain a little bit more separation. Florida's a good team. They've got high-end talent. They've got some depth scoring. And their biggest acquisition in the offseason, Sergei Bobrovsky, is playing like the best goaltender in the league. It's interesting. When you take a look at tonight's goaltending matchup, Andre Vasilevsky and Sergei Bobrovsky, you can make a case over the last two years, they've been the two best goaltenders in the league. Bobrovsky's had some issues in the playoffs, but maybe feels like he righted that ship last year, defeating Tampa Bay in four games. Vasi didn't like the way he played, in that series against Columbus. And in some ways, I think it's kind of stayed with him so far this season. He's been much like Tampa Bay, inconsistent. But I don't think anybody would have thought before the season started that Sergei Bobrovsky and Andre Vasilevsky would have struggled at times this year. 
But again, the Panthers didn't play Bobrovsky for a couple of games before he went on his big run, which started, I believe, on December 7th. Since then, his save percentage has been hovering over 950, and he's given the Panthers elite goaltending that they desperately needed. If Florida gets great goaltending the rest of the way and they stay healthy, they are going to be a tough team to track down. That's why if Tampa Bay can beat them tonight, that will mean they defeated them three out of four times this year, and that goes a long way in securing a playoff spot. Certainly Tampa Bay has to finish things off with the remaining five games on this trip of taking on Atlantic Division foes. But if you win tonight, it really gives this team a lot of confidence. Nikita Kucherov, I thought, was really good against the Washington Capitals on Saturday. He's going to need to be great tonight again. And this is where Tampa Bay has to rely on experience and star power to get this team out of a funk. And it begins with Vasilevsky, and it's going to end with Kucherov. Those two guys need to continue to elevate their play. If they do that, I like Tampa Bay's chances of getting a win tonight. Tyler Johnson won't be in the lineup. Still out with a lower body injury. Flared up last game. Hasn't looked right since being injured. Hopefully he's rested. And once the schedule resumes on Saturday, Tyler Johnson will be ready to go. Because of that injury, Matthew Joseph was called up from Syracuse. It should be a fun one tonight. We have you covered all the way through the game. And then for the post game, we've got the last call here on Lightning Power Play. Brian Burns, he's the beat reporter for the Tampa Bay Lightning. He joins me next on Lightning Power Play. You're listening to Lightning Power Play Live. Get a Kucherov left circle, cross ice Johnson, right circle. Shoot, score! Oh, what a snipe! The latest news, interviews, and more with your host, Greg Lanelli. He would not be denied! On Lightning Power Play. Glad you're with us here on Lightning Power Play Live. Greg Linelli with you. We're live here at Amelie Arena. I tell you what, nothing gets the juices flowing than broadcasting live here at Amelie Arena. High above, rinkside, getting you set for this game, Lightning and Panthers. Glad you're with us. Hit me up on Twitter, at Greg Linelli. What do you think of the game tonight? And do you feel like the next six games, it's make or break time for this Tampa Bay Lightning team? We'll ask our next guest. That very specific question. He is our good friend, the beat reporter for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Let's welcome back to the program, Brian Burns. Burnsy, great to be with you, buddy. A couple of days before the holidays. But I think for the Tampa Bay Lightning, they understand that they need to start winning games pretty quickly. And it has to start tonight against the Florida Panthers, a team they're trying to chase. Yeah, the, uh, the captain was talking about that in the locker room this morning, how... Everyone kind of expects this team to go on a run, and the longer yeah. into the season we go and that run still hasn't come, it's just kind of like, well, when is it going to happen? And, you know, this team has the talent, obviously, to do that. And I, I think all of us pretty much expect that to happen at some point. And if there's a time to do it, now is probably, yeah. you know, an ideal time when you look at uh, this is a very important four-point type of swing game uh, on the docket tonight. And then you got... Uh, six straight coming up against Atlantic Division opponents and, and winnable games. You look at the schedule from uh, from right now until the All-Star break and that week by that kind of yeah. gets sandwiched in there. Uh, there's not too many, you know, difficult games. There's no Washingtons. There's no Bostons. There's no uh, New York Islanders. Uh, there's a game against Arizona here at Amelie Arena. There's a road game at Carolina. 
Uh, then it finishes off with that back-to-back -back at Minnesota, at Winnipeg. Those are probably the toughest games in that stretch. So there's a real opportunity for the Lightning in this next month to really start to gain some ground in the standings, start to put together some wins, and then hopefully go on that win streak like Steven Stamkos was talking about uh, and get yourself right back into that playoff mix, which they aren't in right now. I think we're past the point of, you know, talking about having really close calls but playing well. I think people want to see results at this point. Yeah, at this point, you, you got to put together results. I mean, for the first couple months of the season, and there was obviously going to be a little bit of hangover from, from what happened last year in the playoffs. And then uh, until Sweden, everybody thought this team might struggle a little bit until they get back from Sweden. And then uh, maybe they'll be able to put together a little something with the consistency in the schedule. And then the schedule was, was very inconsistent through the first yeah. month of the season until that Sweden trip uh, took place. But now... Uh, you're getting to a point where you can't just you – know, you're playing well, but you need to get points too. You know, other teams are playing well. They're, they're able to get points. you yeah. got to be able to get points just to keep pace right now. And uh, you look at the Washington game, and that was a situation where I thought they didn't play that well, but they had an opportunity to get points. And when it's 1-1 with 10 minutes left in the game, uh, certainly when you get a 5-on-3 uh, power play after tying the game, you need to come out of that with at least one point. If, if you're not able to get two, right. it, you at least need one in that situation. To come back with zero, that was uh, that was pretty disappointing for this team. They're an inconsistent team, aren't they? Yeah. That's who they are. They, I think it was Alex Kalorn that said that they, you know, good teams find a way to win, and right now they're they're finding ways to lose, and that's really what yeah. it seems like with this team. Where especially like you look at the Dallas game where they had every opportunity to win that one, to come out of that one uh, with, with just the one point, and, and not to to get both of those. It just feels like a failure at this point, yeah. and they're finding ways to that you know finding ways to lose, like Alex Kalorn said. They have found a way this year to stay away from the long losing streaks. They haven't had big winning streaks. But the fact that they've avoided losing four or five games in a row has allowed them at least to keep their head above water. A little bit. But you look back at the last few years and kind of the hallmark for, for the franchise was uh, I don't think last year they had more than two consecutive losses yeah. in a row. They never had three losses in a row. They were always able to, if they had a loss, they were always able to come back with a pretty strong performance in that next game. and. More often than not, they were going to win that game. And even yeah. if they didn't, they didn't allow those losses to stack up. And uh, like you said, they haven't stacked up to the point where it's going four, five, six losses in a row. But a three-game losing streak for this team is a pretty sizable losing skid compared to what they've been able to do in seasons prior. Would you say it's pretty fair to say after these six games will give us an indication of what Julian Breezewell will do with the trade deadline? Yeah, I mean, I think if you get to a point where after these six games, it's still <clears throat> a situation where maybe win two, lose two. You're still in this, you know, fluctuation where you're taking a couple steps forward and then going right you know, a couple steps back. I think at that point, you have to really sit down and analyze, you know, is what we're doing the right way to go about it? And do we need to, to shake things up? And whether that's bringing somebody else in or, or making some trades, uh, I think you really have to examine that at, at that point. And I'm confident in this next six-game stretch that they're going to start yeah. to put together some wins. And uh, I think you need to win at least four of them and more likely probably five and you know, hope to get points out of six of them if, if, you, know, if you can. But uh, I think this is a, a pretty telling stretch for this group. You go four and two with teams you probably beat, you're back in the playoff spot. And you're because you're beating teams, too, that are ahead of you yes. in the standings. You go two much. and four – 
now you're a bit further behind. You're further behind. You're losing those games in hand, exactly. which you've always kind of had in the back pocket. Well, we have those games in hand, so. I think Julian Breezewell would be forced to do something, and I think he would probably do something pretty drastic. It's my speculation. Um, I think it would come in the, in the form of a player or two. I know some would say they're pretty limited with who they can trade because of the no-trade clauses, but I think he's a pretty smart guy and probably would try and figure that out. But this is a team that has had their core in place for quite some time. Very unusual in today's NHL where there's a lot of movement because of the salary cap. They've had their guys, their core players, going back to the Chicago Blackhawks Stanley Cup Series. Quite a few of those guys are still here. And you wonder if you just have to do something to get this thing going. That would almost be the last-ditch effort to see if management can do something on their part to ignite this team. Yeah. That's assuming they go 2-4, and 1-5. and five. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I look through the standings and I, you know, I, I put together game notes and I see stats and looking at JT Miller right now and just what he's been able to do in Vancouver. And I was looking at faceoff wins leaders because I'm always checking for Stamkos. Yeah. He's always been there and you know, top five, top six this year. And who's there at the top right now? But but JT Miller. And it's like, if you could go back and reevaluate that trade, would you pull the trigger on that trade again? Would you maybe try to move I someone asked, else at the trade deadline I or at the uh, draft? Yeah, I asked that question a couple of days ago. Do they miss J.T. Miller? Now, you can make a case that maybe he wasn't used properly. Yeah. Last year. He's in I a mean, different situation, too, where he's, he's got a lot more responsibility on him. He's playing with high-end players. I mean, last year he was buried on the fourth line. I don't know how many goals you expect him to put up. Now, the year before that, this is a guy that was hitting back-to-back 20-goal seasons yeah. and was giving you that power forward. But I think the reason why he was a guy that was dealt is because of cap issues. Yeah. And he was one guy you could. You didn't have restrictions. And see, this is where the cap game becomes an issue. So, yeah, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. Could J.T. Miller really fill a void this year for this team? Yeah, probably, based off of who's playing. But who's to say he has that same role this year with the Lightning? So, well, spitting out hypotheticals, you know, if the yeah. team does go 2-4, and four, if they do continue to sputter through this yeah. next stretch, like, who are you... Are you thinking major drastic move, like so here, top-end player or like a, a guy that's been around for a long time and you I know, don't maybe speculate. not your upper echelon? I don't want to speculate too much, but I'll say this. I think your core is not going anywhere. Yeah. I mean, I think your headmans. Your I don't think they can, can they? I think they're all kind of locked I mean, you can always, no Yeah, I mean, you always could. You could go to the player and right. say, you know, look, you know, but I, I just I don't see that happening. I mean, you have headmen, you have Kucherov, you have Stamkos. Uh, you have points in Vasilevsky. I mean, for me, those are your five those are your, yeah, your untouchables. Core. I mean, very unlikely you're going to do anything with Sorelli. Right. Very unlikely you would do something with Sergachev and Chernak. I mean, those are young players that on affordable contracts. I would say anybody else I haven't named? You know, maybe Ryan McDonough, you know, as well. I mean, outside of that, you know, I think anybody's fair game. I could see Kalorn staying just because of the season that he's having he's had a and really his good consistency year. and you'd hate to no kind of give that up right now at a, at no a time doubt. when he's playing you know maybe some of his best hockey but yeah i could see you know a lot of a lot of uh, enticing pieces out there that you might have to try to move to to generate something get a spark going or you just can't continue to to you know, take these two steps forward, two steps back, and, and expect that everything's just going to work out in and, the end. And maybe they don't do the drastic move. Maybe the thinking is we can probably do something like that in the offseason. And out of respect to this core group of guys, if they go two and four, maybe there's still a big win streak in them to right the ship and get in. 
And then maybe in the offseason, you kind of figure out what you want to do because you have some contracts, right. some restricted free agents you have to take care of. So I could see that happening. But I also know when you're in a win-now mode, you don't want to waste those opportunities. And I think the Lightning have a, a pretty decent minor league system. I think the minor league system, while it's deep, I think it's deep with role players. Yeah, you don't have a you don't have a Braden Point coming up through the no. ranks who's going to make a huge impact with the squad. And that's fine squad. because Braden Point and Sorelli are 22, 21 years old, and they're going to be here for the next 10 years, yeah. you would think. So I don't know if there's a need, but I think what we're finding out, the Mitchell Stevens, obviously Corey Conacher's a little bit older, you know, um, Jamel Smith, even though he's not lightning, he wasn't a lightning draft pick. He's a younger guy still. Yeah. Um, Volkov may be a little bit different because I think high end skill wise better, but we we didn't see it. Yeah. So I think you have a lot of guys that kind of fit that third, fourth line role with Kowski that can come in and give you some good minutes. I don't know if there's any impact forwards just yet. I think Nolan Foot will get there. He could. I like I, could. I like what I saw from him from the. Uh, from the uh, tournament up in yes. Nashville before the season started. I really liked his game. I think, you know, obviously he's still, you know, in junior right now. He's got to get to the HL, then you can kind of make an evaluation yeah, of where he is I think a he's going to be a – I, I be. see a top six role for he him. He could be. Once he, he gets his game and, yeah. and he figures things for out sure. for sure. He could be. Kyle um, Foote, is he going to be there? You, you hope that he's a, a top four defenseman, but – Let's put it this way. I think you're hoping next year at least he sees some time. Yeah. Um, I actually think the Lightning's back end – with Sergachev playing as well as he has of late, could turn out to be a pretty big strength for this team. If you if you talk about Hedman, Chernak, Sergachev, and McDonough, it's a good mix of veterans yeah. and younger guys right. that are their roles are elevating. And then I think I think your your fourth and fifth or your fifth and sixth defensemen, you maybe you find those bargains in Shattenkirk. Yeah, you can find the Coburns. You've got Coburn for another year. Yeah, and you can find guys like that to yeah. fill out your bottom six. So I, th I think they're going to be okay. I think they're okay when you take a look at their team. I'm just saying, I think when you're a team that has the expectations they do, I don't think you can sit still and wait for things to get better. I think you have to be proactive. And you have some assets that you can deal. And sometimes those big moves do shake up the team. Yeah, who knew that the the uh, back-to-back, -back, the Montreal-Detroit back-to-back coming out of Christmas was going to be <laughs> such a pivotal you know, point in the season for and this team. you really team. can't lose those two games either. I no, mean, you got to have those. I've it, been waiting. I've been looking for Detroit on the schedule. When I are know. we going to get the Red Wings? I the mean, Adam Ernie revenge game. Yeah, exactly. Um, they do have a real opportunity, and it has to start tonight, though, because you can really, as Stamkos talked about it, really feel good about yourself going into the break, getting a win tonight against the Panthers, a team they're trying to chase. But, you know, for me, the, the wild card isn't – you wonder, Burnsy, and we won't know till the season ends, if this is a team that's just having a hard time getting over what happened last year and they're just waiting for the playoffs to start. And then once the playoffs start, all of a sudden things start to click. I know in some ways that might be a leap of faith, but for a team that had as much success last year and then for it to come crumbling down in the postseason, that is pretty devastating. Yeah. And I do think it takes some time to rebound. But I think there's always that X factor in the back of your mind thinking, can this Lightning team, once the playoffs begin, assuming they're in, feel the weight has been lifted off their shoulders and just go out and play? 
Yeah. And I think that's kind of what everybody's been waiting for is just that when is this team going to start to put it together? It really reminds me of 2015-16 of when they lost to the to the Penguins in the Eastern Conference Final. That team struggled a little bit coming off the Stanley Cup year. Yeah. Uh, and they talked about you can't just flip a switch. You can't just flip a switch. we got to start putting it together. And then it was really around the All-Star break. They flipped the switch, and they just went Back off on. and dominated their yeah. first two playoff opponents. And yeah. then, you know, had a, a pretty tough – and I think Pittsburgh was the better team in that series and won rightly so, but had a yeah. really good, you know, seven game series with them. And then you look at the next season where it's kind of the same thing. Everybody thought, oh, this team's struggling right now, but they're going to flip a switch just like they did last year. They're going to flip that yeah. switch. They're going to play well, and then they're going to go on another run. And then that team missed the playoffs by a point. So that's how thin the line is, you know, between going to the Eastern Conference final and not even making it. Uh, I was looking up. I think it, it might have been in your notes, Bernsey. Um the Panthers, when they score first, did you see this stat? I did not. When they score first, they're 13-2-2. Two two. When the Lightning score first, they're 12-4-1. You get first that first goal. Pivotal. You yeah. get that first goal. And I think that may help Vassy. And that is the other X factor. Nobody expected this. Yeah. And if Vassy doesn't regain that form, he knows it. But it's the reality. He's getting paid like the best goaltender in the league. If he ends up just being average makes it really difficult to get in yeah you know I, i've said he just there, there's that one play that one shot that he was saving last year yeah. that's not getting saved this year and i really think that just has a, an effect on the entire team when they're seeing that one go in that they're expecting to be saved uh it just kind of has that demoralizing effect on the rest of the squad and i think that's what you're seeing right now if he can get back to that form that he was in at the beginning of last year uh, you might see a completely different team, and I think they will go on that run that Sam Coates has talked about. I think the Panthers benched, not benched, didn't play Bobrovsky for a couple of games. And what are the numbers on him? So since December 7th, he's got the best save percentage among goalies with at least six appearances over that span. Over those seven games, he's posted a 9.55 save percentage mm. at even strength. I don't know if they do that with Vassy. But it worked for Bobrovsky, and he's back to being elite. We've got about 20 seconds. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think McElhaney is a guy that you can turn to him for a couple starts if you need to, if you want to just sit Vazzy down and, and let him kind of recollect himself and maybe just regather for, you know, reload for the second half of the season. I think you can certainly do that with a guy like Curtis McElhaney, and he turned in another, you know, fantastic performance. And Washington gave his team every chance they could to win. He was Held good. him to two and under. They that's that's what John Cooper talks about. Held him to two and under. We yeah. should win. Bernsey, Merry Christmas, buddy. Merry Christmas Enjoy to you. Enjoy the holidays. Back yeah, home. Absolutely. Be safe. Same to you. We'll talk to you when we get back. Sounds good. There he is, Brian Burns, beat reporter for the Tampa Bay Lightning, George Richards from The Athletic. He's up next on Lightning Power Play. You're listening to Lightning Power Play Live. Shot taken, Morgan! What a save by Vasilevsky! No rebound! The latest news, interviews, and more. No. With your host, Greg Lanelli. Really? On Lightning Power Play. I don't think one person on the Tampa Bay coaching staff or roster before the season started believed that on December 23rd, their team would be on the outside looking in when it comes to a playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. But, folks, that's where we are 34 games into this season. The Tampa Bay Lightning find themselves looking up, and that's not in a good way. The good news is they've got six, starting tonight, games against Atlantic Division foes. You win four of them. You win five of them, well, there's a good chance you're back in a playoff spot. 
However, you go two and four, one and five, there's a chance that the Tampa Bay Lightning maybe missed the playoffs this year. That's how big of a stretch this is, and it's a big stretch for the Florida Panthers as well. Our next guest will talk about them, our good friend from The Athletic. He is the one and only George Richards. George, welcome. Hello. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. What's Great going on? Great to be on? with you. Hey, good to be, you know what? Good it's to always be good you. to be here. Got, talking uh, hockey. Talking hockey. It's the holidays. <laughs> you got Last time we were here, it was 98 degrees. Now it's only 82. I mean, it's it's And it's rainy. Great. And rainy. And rainy, yeah. Come on. So, very Christmassy. Nice mood, you know. Everybody's jolly. Feels like it's going to snow any minute now. <laughs> well, let's hope not, because I'm not sure what Floridians yeah, would do if that happened. It would be a mess. We would be an absolute wreck. Throw some sand on it. <laughs> That's right. Well, the Lightning certainly, their season, as you heard my opening statements there, I mean, it has not gone the way... I think anybody in yeah, the National no, Hockey League envisioned. So. They're chasing the Panthers. Now, the Panthers are playing well of late, playing well at the right time. 3-0 at least, right? The last yeah. three. Yeah. They salvaged that homestand. They did. With the three wins. And can you make the case that Sergei Bobrovsky is turning things around in a big way? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, because I didn't think it. it, it I thought his game was fine yeah. with, with, with a few exceptions. And, and I think that. Um, that game before Thanksgiving against Washington where he gave up four goals on 20 shots when when uh, Joel Quenville said, a couple more saves and we win that game, right? Yeah. And that's when he benches Bob. And Bob has been unbelievable ever since, statistically. But he's he's been good all year. The numbers just haven't followed suit. Now I think we're starting to see the numbers really crank up. I mean, because on that last homestand, he played the last six games – uh, only three and three, but those three losses, none of those were on him. Yeah. I mean, he gave up two goals or less. They, the Panthers just couldn't score in those three. So, you know, I, I think Bob, <laughs> a long answer to a short question as I usually do. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I think Bob was doing just fine. Yeah. But lately, yeah, he's really turned He's up. been the difference. How would you characterize Florida's season to date? Um, okay. I, I think it's a little bit where we thought it would be. Uh, could be better, could be worse. Uh, they're in, a, they're, you know, they're they're holding tight to a playoff spot. They're right in there with, you know, with Boston, Toronto, Buffalo, you know, every, you know, T Tampa Bay. Everybody's in on that, right? I mean, this is, this is turning into quite a dogfight in the Atlantic. When, we, you know, when I was here in October, we talked about, all right, so five from the Atlantic, right? Three from the Metro. And now we'll it's go three, for, and now it's three and five the other way. <laughs> I'm guessing by the time it all ends up, it'll be four and four, like it yeah. sometimes you know usually is. So, um, I, I think their season's been okay. Why make the case why you like Florida's chances of making the playoffs, and maybe why you don't? Because I think they've got a lot of talent, and I think yeah. that, that once they finally kind of get it all together consistently, and, and maybe these last three games is showing a sign of that that they're playing both good defensively and able to throw the puck into the net. Um, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe they are starting to figure it out again. Like you know, like we talked about, and nobody in South Florida wanted to talk about this. Was that they just wanted to look at the names? And it's not, you know, this isn't fantasy. I mean, you put a team together, it has to come together as a team. It has to learn how to play yeah. underneath a new coach, new systems. They're starting to do that now. We're two months into the season, and uh, you're starting to see three months into this, whatever it is. You're starting to see them really grasp what they're supposed to be doing. And when the Panthers do that, when you've got goaltending like Bobrovsky, 
pretty dangerous. Pretty dangerous, no doubt. Do you get the sense that management would try to do something? Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, 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 to, for sure. To do, yeah. get them uh, to keep going? Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll be buyers at the deadline um, regardless of what happens. Even if, like, if we look at, if we look at last year, you know, Columbus was, you know, right there, right on the yes. cusp, and, and they went all in, which kind of surprised a lot of people. Um, Florida's not going to go all in like that, but they don't, you know, obviously need to. They don't have two pending free agents. Um, it's, uh, they're going to add. I mean, how much can they do with the, with their cap restrictions? We'll have to wait and see. Um, but, yeah, Dale Talon will, will be doing something at the deadline. Yeah. Brian Boyle, how's he looking? Yeah, yeah boy, hey, Boyle's been good. Yeah? Um, you know, they threw him in. Uh, uh, Vincent Trocheck got hurt. This was back in October. And uh, the guy hadn't gone to training camp, hadn't played the first month of the season. They throw him in at the se second center position and, and really done a good job leading the team in faceoff percentage. So um, you guys know Boiler. Yeah. Big, not only a big guy, but a big presence in that locker room. Um, for the price, yeah, I think he was uh, one of the bargain, bargain signings of the free agency period because you got him. Winning face-offs. Yeah, yeah winning face-offs. You can put him anywhere up and down the lineup. Uh, yeah, I think he's been good. Noel Chari, is he the next Ovechkin? He's the next something, man. Let me tell you what. <laughs> Cookie, so wait, seven Cookie goals? is bringing it. Seven goals? Seven goals in three games. Three games, two hat-tricks. Player of the week. He's in the Florida Panther record book. Noel Achari. It was funny though. After he got his second, I mean, his <laughs> his career high in goals was ten. It's amazing. And that was two year two years ago. Last yeah. year he had six. Panthers brought him in to center the fourth line, right? I mean, that's yeah. it. Anything he got goal wise, complete absolute bonus. Even Dale Town, the Monday night gets his first hat trick. I go, he's like, oh yeah, bonus, absolute yeah, bonus. So the guy gets another one on Friday, and Dale comes up to me. I told you that bonus is kicking in. <laughs> well, what do you make of it? Is it just well, part of it is opportunity, well, or is he playing? A lot of it is opportunity yeah. because they did move him up to the second line, and that was as much a reward to Achari as it was to hey, let's see if we can get Vincent Trocheck going. Maybe, yeah. maybe Achari can help these guys, and maybe it's going to work. And it's worked because now you got Huberdo um, uh, back to his you know four game. He's getting four He's points playing. a game yeah, over the last three days. He could have been one of the stars, right? He should have been one of the stars. He should have been. That's how good Achari was. Yeah. Achari had Come seven. Is, you know, Achari gets two hat tricks and another goal. You're the first star of the week. I don't care what goes on. It's a good point by you. But Huberto's got ten points and three wins. We're, you know. But, I mean, who cares? I mean, yeah, right, right. I mean, that was worth a tweet, and that was about it. Maybe a note. Maybe a note. <laughs> That's it. That's all it's worth. Maybe maybe we'll print up T-shirts. I don't know what we're going to do. Brett Conley leads the team in goals. Yep. Surprised slightly by that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he can shoot. I wouldn't he say slightly. He always can shoot. Um, nice, another, yeah, another nice signing by uh, Dale Talon. This is a guy that really went under the radar in Washington uh, nationally. Yeah. Not in Washington. People in Washington absolutely loved the guy because they knew, you know, he was clutch. He came up big in the playoffs in depth. 18. Depth. Uh, yeah, great depth guy. But, I mean, you know, when you're playing in Washington, you know, if you're just watching Washington, you know, you're, you're kind of blinded by the light. Sure. You know, it's kind of like here in Tampa Bay. You got a guy on the third line, you know, maybe you don't notice him as much. Um, and he goes somewhere else and maybe yeah. gets a real chance to shine. And that's what really what's happened here with Brett Connolly. He's gotten an opportunity to shine. Now he's up on the top line uh, with uh, Sasha Barkov. So, you know, I think everything's going to settle itself right back in. But for right now, Joel Quinville's keeping these lines mixed up. 
kind of some odd combinations, but uh, it's worked, so they're going to keep it. Strahl's adding that solid back-end presence still. Yeah, yeah, Strahl's a Strahl's. I mean, you know, you, you, you know what you're going to get from him, right? You're going to yeah. get great position. You're going to get great, you know, the, he keeps his stick on the ice. He's able to block some shots, block, you know, get in the way. Um, and a good interview. And he's a terrific, right? terrific interview, terrific guy. Uh, again, another one of those veteran guys that uh, you need to, you know, kind of show the way. The Panthers, other than Keith, Keith Yandel, are, are still a pretty young bunch on that def on that blue line. I mean, uh, you know, Mark, Mark Pissick, yeah, yeah. Mark Pissick feels like he's been here forever. He's like yeah. 25 years old. And, yeah, and Ekblad's 22. 20, you know, they're, they're still kids. So to bring in a guy like Strawman, um is that contract going to look great three years from now? Probably, Probably not. not. Yeah. No, yeah. but right. again, it expires in three years. Yeah. Get what you, you know, you're getting the best out of him right now. Maybe that continues. And uh, no reason to think it won't. We kind of think it won't, but yeah. they're, they're real happy with him now. George Richards from The Athletic joining us here on Lightning Power Play Live and News Radio WFLA getting set for Panthers and Lightning. Do they look at this stretch like the Lightning do? I mean, I look, Stephen Stamkos, yeah. we were hearing this is yeah. a pretty important game, and I think. The next six games against Atlantic Division foes, you can make a case makes or breaks their season in a lot of ways. Uh, Florida's schedule, especially starting tonight, do you get the sense that this is a pretty important stretch as well? I think it's an important stretch. I think it's an important game. I mean, I know it's not even Christmas yet, um, but but Florida and Tampa Bay playing for the last time this season. Um, these two are going to be probably interlocked, you know, jockeying for position. Um, as we move forward, as it looks like Boston is running away with this thing. So who's going to be two, three, four, you know, whatever. Tampa Bay and Florida are going to be going at that. And, and Coop said it today. He's like, you know, we need to take advantage of this today because in March, if we're yeah. looking up at Florida, you know, you don't want to – you know, and same with Florida. If we're looking up at Tampa Bay going, gosh, I wish we played them again and could make up for this, well, too late because you had your chance – you know, before and Florida, two, you know, one and two against Tampa Bay. They'd like to win a game on this ice. They haven't done that since you know in three seasons. Yeah, uh, they, they've lost their last eight here in Tampa Bay. So I think just winning here, and uh, especially in regulation, if you're Florida, that gives you a five point cushion on Tampa Bay. Um, they're not used to seeing Tampa Bay behind them, no. and it probably won't last. Let's not, you know, we've got a lot of hockey left, but. For the time being, if you can if you can beat Tampa Bay, take a, take a little bit more of a lead. That that'd be pretty good for the Panthers. George, do we have to push up in terms of where teams are in the standings because of all the parity in today's game. In other words, some people would say you look at Thanksgiving and that's yeah. kind of where you are. But I mean, do we have to? I think so. Give that a little bit more yeah. time. I think, to play out. I think the Thanksgiving thing is a little soon because lately you've been seeing a lot more changes. Yeah. Right. I mean, you, uh, a couple years ago. The New York Rangers weren't a playoff team, and they went all the way to the, to the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, in 2015, the Florida Panthers didn't have a playoff spot. They end up winning the Atlantic. Yeah. Uh, last year, Buffalo, I think, was leading the Atlantic at Thanksgiving. Right. End up closer to last. Yep. You know, what was it? Were they first? No, I. Well, yeah, I think they were. Yeah, at because Christmas. they came into here. They had won, yeah. I think, what ten in a row. Yeah. So you know, so at Thanksgiving anyway, they were right there. So, yeah, I think let's look at Christmas and, and say, okay, because everybody's off, right? Everybody's off on Christmas. Yep. All right, where are we at? Where do we sit? And then, uh, yeah, so I think I might do that. That might, might, be, might be my new thing. Thank you. Might be Greg. a story. What do you think? Nah. Could be a story. Do I have to pay you for this? No. Oh, cool. Just quote me. All right, I'll quote you. Well, I'll give you a call. <laughs>
Just give me what a What do you call. think of this? I like it. How like, shocked are you that the Lightning are in this position? Uh, in some ways, are you, in some ways, should we can be completely surprised based off of what happened in the playoffs last year, taking a team and some players a while to get going? Now, there were some people warning that, that, yeah, that maybe that that really... You didn't buy that? I, no, I was on the opposite side. Yeah. I said uh, they, they were going to come and, and, and you know try to get all the revenge they could, and they were going to tear through the league worse than before. Um, I'm a big believer in this Tampa Bay team. I think they're well coached. I think they're, you know, once they, you know, once Vasilevsky gets things figured out, they're, they're, you know, this is the Tampa Bay Lightning, for goodness sakes. And I think last year in the playoffs, I think that's why you see so much parity is like, do you need to be the one seed, the two seed? What does it matter? Does it really matter? It doesn't, say, matter. Does it doesn't matter. Just get in. Just get in. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't break your, you know, don't, don't hurt yourself in the process. Just get into the playoffs. This isn't the NBA. You don't need a top four seed to, 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 to advance. Just get in there and then see what happens. And it, it's always been that way, but I think a lot of teams have taken the, the regular season thing. you got to be the best. I, I get that. But there are some veteran teams like Tampa Bay. As long as we're in, we're good. At the end of the day, what do you see the top three teams in the Atlantic looking like? I still think it's going to be, I think it's going to be Boston. I think it's going to be Toronto, and I think it's going to be Florida and Tampa Bay fighting it out. And then whoever doesn't get that third spot maybe squeaks in as the wild card. Maybe. Uh, what are we looking at here? Uh, four points back of Philadelphia for the last wild card. That's not too bad. No, that's that's make up doable. Yeah, that's doable. It's a decent because I don't because I don't believe I don't believe in Philadelphia. Do you? Well, they can score. Okay, Carter Hart. I mean, what do you you have? Well, yeah, I think you have to still figure it out. But I think they're right where they belong. They're the last wild card, and uh, they don't strike fear. Yeah, they're definitely uh, catchable. Yeah, for sure. So if so, yeah. So I think it's going to end up four and four. I think you look at the top. You look at the top four teams in the Metro: Washington, Islanders, Carolina, Pittsburgh. I'm thinking that's where that stays. Yeah. I like your Christmas idea. Is it pretty good? Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, I think it should be. Forget about American Thanksgiving. Eh? Let's go Christmas. Let's do Christmas, man, because then all the Canadians, they celebrate Christmas the same time everybody else, so it's fun. They should. Yeah. I don't think the Russians We do have. That. We have two. We have. No, that's New Year's. <laughs> I somebody asked uh, Sergachev. I think he said January seventh. I think is when they exchange gifts. Yeah, yeah. That's like, He's like I don't celebrate. That's, like a, that's, that's like a three Kings right. Day kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's cool. We have that in Little Havana. Three Kings Day. Well, Merry Christmas, parade. buddy. I might go. You're gonna go? Yeah, three Kings Day parade in Little Why Havana. Why wouldn't you? Dude, the coffee's excellent. It has to be good. Oh, it's good. <laughs> well, your articles are great. Thank you, we my friend. We appreciate you coming on. Merry oh, Christmas. Merry Christmas to Merry you. Merry Christmas. Be safe. Have fun. Enjoy the uh, the holidays and see if we have a good game tonight. Yeah, hopefully Should I don't be. hit a reindeer tomorrow driving across yes, the alley. Don't hit Rudolph. You'll be all right, though. I hope so. <laughs> all right. I'm glad <laughs> George, you got faith. I George don't. Richards. I don't. I really don't. <laughs> From The Athletic, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Bye-bye. Get you set for the pregame right here on News Radio WFLA and Lightning Power Play. You're listening to Lightning Power Play Live. The latest news, interviews, and more. Finally! With your host, Greg Lanelli. Oh, the relief on his face! On Lightning Power Play. Glad you're with us here on the show as we're getting you set for Lightning and Panthers. As I said before, if you're the Tampa Bay Lightning and you're looking at the next six games, uh, as to whether or not they're going to define this season. And I think it's a 
pretty good barometer for Tampa Bay. Let's face it, next six games starting tonight against Atlantic Division foes. That is, in some ways, going to decide which way, really, this season is going to go, at least in my opinion. If you want to reach out to me and, and let me know your thoughts, you can at Greg Linelli. And as I talked to uh, Brian Burns, the beat reporter for the Tampa Bay Lightning, in our earlier segment here on the show, he brought up a good point. You know, you're not really facing the Bostons or you're not facing the Torontos on the schedule, not to take any of the other teams lightly, because let's face it, it's been, a up and, been an up-and-down season for the Lightning so far this year. You really can't take any of these games or teams for granted. But think about it. Tonight against the Panthers, a winnable game, even though they're ahead of Tampa Bay in the standings. You've got the Canadians coming here on Saturday. You've got the Red Wings on Sunday. Then you're on the road December 31st against the Sabres, a team you've had a lot of success against. And again, a team that is ahead of you, even though they're not in the playoffs, ahead of you in the standings. Then you're talking about at the Canadians and then at the Senators before you get into some other teams here that, that could be a bigger challenge. Again, you don't want to take any of those teams for granted for sure, but if you're Tampa Bay Lightning, you have to look at this in a very logical way. These are teams that are struggling to be in a playoff spot just like you. These are teams, on most occasions, when you would compare their roster to Tampa Bay's, you feel pretty good that the Lightning has the superior roster. So that's why I'm telling you, if the Lightning can go 4-2 and two, or even 5-1, and one, heck, you want them to go 6-0, and oh, but let's say 4-2, 5-1, they've put themselves now in a really good position. They're at 38 points through 34 games played, but... Every team ahead of them right now in the Atlantic Division has played more games than the Lightning. In many instances, they have two games in hand. In some instances, they have three. And so if you can go on a winning streak now, in addition to having those games in hand, the Tampa Bay Lightning will be in a playoff spot. And as I talked to George there in the previous segment, who knows where they're going to be in terms of top three or a wild card. I'm not sure it really matters. I mean, once you get a little closer to really looking at seeds, you can start talking about matchups. But I think based off of how this season has gone and Tampa Bay's endgame, which is to win a Stanley Cup, who cares where you start? It's how you finish it. And if that means the Lightning are a number two seed in the Atlantic or the first wild card in the Eastern Conference, the roster is still very talented. And if they get into the playoffs and they go on a long winning streak right now, that tells you they're playing well. Most likely they're getting really good goaltending. And if that's the case, this Lightning team can beat anybody in the National Hockey League. But because it's been inconsistent, the goaltending, in addition to the play in front of Vasilevsky and McElhaney, the Lightning have had an up and down year. And maybe staring at them Right now, six games coming up against Atlantic Division teams. Maybe that gets them going in a very big way. And so we'll see how this all plays out. But the Tampa Bay Lightning, in my opinion, have a very real possibility to do some great things in the next six games. And if they go on a win streak, I tell you what, they are going to be a tough team to handle from here on out because then maybe they rediscover the confidence that has eluded them a bit so far through the first 34 games. At Greg Linelli on Twitter, 
If you want to get in touch with me, you can. Tyler Johnson will not be in the lineup tonight. Still dealing with a lower body injury. Matthew Joseph was recalled from Syracuse. Luke Shen looks like he'll be a healthy scratch tonight. Vassy will be in net, and we'll see how that all plays out. But I think, again, when you take a look at the Lightning with an opportunity to put some wins together, in a lot of ways, in many ways, they still control their own destiny because you can do a lot of damage if you take care of business. Just look at the standings in front of them right now. We know Boston has gotten off to uh, a really good start, and the lead they have, you have to respect it, uh, 51 points right now through 37 games. They've got 21 wins. Now, um, they're 2-4-4 four and four in their last 10, so they're starting to slow down a bit. But remember, you get off to such a really good start, you build a, a nice lead. If you do falter, you're still in a pretty good position to retain first place. Toronto now has won five in a row, 44 points through 38 games. So remember when I started talking about Tampa Bay, in that particular instance, four games in hand on the Toronto Maple Leafs. And while they have 44 points, and they're six points up to, on Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay's got four games in hand. So that's why if the Lightning can take care of business, string some wins together, start using their games in hand to their advantage, well, you're going to see them look. Feel, you're going to see them move up the standings in a way that we haven't seen this year, and I think that's all positive, and I think it's something the team is hoping starts tonight. But you're going to hear coming up in the pregame, the players and the coaches talking how important this game is tonight. And in the games that you need the most, your best players have to be your best. Kucherov was really good against Washington, even in the loss. You want to see Vasilevsky come back and be super tonight. Stamkos, Hedman, your star players have to be great. And for the Tampa Bay Lightning, hopefully that begins tonight against the Florida Panthers. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us tonight here on the show. Thanks to George Richards from The Athletic. And thanks to Brian Burns, the beat reporter for the Tampa Bay Lightning, who joined me in segment two. We've got the pregame coming up next. It is the Lightning and the Panthers. I am Greg Linelli. We'll be with you coming up in just a little bit on News Radio WFLA and Lightning Power Play. <laughs>